I got up early one morning and rushed right into the day. I had so much to accomplish that I didn't have time to pray. Problems just tumbled about me and heavier came each task. Why doesn't God help me, I wondered. He answered, you didn't ask. I wanted to see joy and beauty, but the day toiled on gray and bleak. I wondered why God didn't show me. He said, but you didn't seek. I tried to come into God's presence. I used all of my keys at the lock. God gently and lovingly chided, my child, you didn't knock. So I woke up early this morning and I paused before entering the day. I have so much to accomplish that I had to take time to pray. Amen. This is Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and we're going to pray, pray, pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. And in Touch Magazine, is touching on pride. It says, pride is a condition that's common to all mankind. It doesn't matter our age, our ability, our social status, or our culture. We are all prone to exhibit aspects of this self-promoting attitude. As Israel's first king, Saul was led by following God's instruction under the power of the Holy Spirit. To be successful, he needed to remember two things. Any authority he had came from the Lord and his responsibilities, including executing God's plan. Second, leading the people by example and obeying divine commands. But like so many of us today, Saul acted as if he were in charge rather than the Lord. Because of the prideful self-reliance, he broke God's commandment and exercised priestly duties which were not rightly his. Well, you may be thinking that this doesn't apply to you since you don't have a high position. But in reality, you do. As Christians, We are chosen to be God's people, and he has special work for each of us to accomplish. 
That is why his Holy Spirit dwells within believers to guide and empower us for our part in the divine plan. Independence flows from pride, but a humble heart lives in complete repliance. Excuse me. Complete reliance upon God. Amen. God's purpose for your life. Deuteronomy 6.5 Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. There is absolutely no substitute for personal intimacy with God. Nothing compares with it. It is the key to fulfillment, purpose, and joy. Most people are longing for an exciting and meaningful life, and they're looking in all the wrong places for it. Money, prestige, and relationships. Of course, none of those sufficiently fills the void in our hearts. Why? Because that emptiness within us was only ever meant to be indwelt by God's presence. Therefore, the only thing that we can that can ever satisfy the indescribable longing within you will be an intimate relationship with your Savior. It's important to have goals and relationships, but your primary and most important pursuit should always be to know Christ. Only He can give you the life that you long for. When I think about everything I've experienced in life, my relationship with God has always been absolutely paramount. He has consistently been there to comfort me and bring me through life's trials, however hard they've been. Dr. Charles Stanley says, and the gifts of his indwelling spirit has led me in ways above and beyond all that I could have asked for or imagined. I know that will be true for you as well. It will be true for you as well. So seek him and find all that you are looking for. Jesus, this is what I want, an intimate relationship with you. Draw me near, Lord. Draw me near, Lord. Amen. And in this beautiful book, A Spectacle of Glory, God's light shining through me every day, it says, All of us will lose loved ones during this life. As much as we wish it were otherwise, it just comes to the territory on this broken planet. Yes, sometimes God chooses to answer our prayers for healing and grants a reprieve. At other times, we're left wondering why it didn't happen for us. A man who recently lost his wife to breast cancer took comfort that While his prayer for healing wasn't granted, another prayer was answered. He said, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am 
and to see my glory. It's the heartfelt prayer of God's Son for all of those who love Him. So the length of time we live on earth or whether or not we get healed isn't really the point. The point is that we're all headed for heaven, the place where in the end, Jesus truly wants us to be. Lord Jesus, you encourage my heart beyond all words. I hear longing in your words to be to the Father. You truly want your redeemed ones to be with you in heaven forever. You want to show me glories I can't even imagine. You are as homesick for me as I am for you. Wow, what an incredible thought. Amen. Being content in you, Jesus, is all I really want. You have given me many, many wonderful gifts, wonderful people, and wonderful opportunities. You have filled my life to the brim and it is running over. But if you choose to remove those gifts and treasures one by one, I will remember all that you have given me. In Jesus' name, and I will be content. Be right back. Just a moment. Wars, famines, poverty, and illness are obvious signs that we live in a broken world, one that is out of alignment with God's original intentions. Remember the woman with the issue of blood who pushed through the crowd in order to touch the hem of Jesus' garment? Well, you might be interested to know that she touched a part of his robe called the tassels. Like other devout Jews, Jesus wore these in obedience to God's instruction to Moses. So the sick woman touched the most sacred part of Jesus' garment, and she did this even though she knew that under the law, her condition would have rendered her and whatever she touched ritually impure. But instead of being defiled by her touch, Jesus proved the more contagious and rendered her whole and pure. Jesus is still the source of our healing. If we humble ourselves and pray, if we seek him and turn from our sins, then we have reason to believe he will hear from heaven forgive our sins, and heal our land. Second Chronicles 7 says, When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or command locusts to devour the land, or send a plague among my people, if my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and then 
will forgive their sin and then will heal their land. Amen. Jeremiah 33, 6. Nevertheless, I will bring health and healing. I will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. I will bring Judah and Israel back from captivity and rebuild them as they were before. I will cleanse them from all the sin they have committed against me and will forgive all their sins of rebellion against me. Then this city will bring me renown, joy, praise, honor before all nations on earth and that hear of all the good things I do for it. And they will be in awe and will tremble at the abundant prosperity and peace that I provide. Amen. And Malachi 4, But for you who revere my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its wings, and you will go out and leap like calves released from the stall. Amen. Ask God to increase your faith for healing. Thank God for healing. Understand that miracles are of healing are a sign of Christ's inbreaking kingdom. Trust that God is with you in your weakness. And remember that only God heals. Only God. Amen. Okay, in reading from the Bible, it says, Does God consider loyalty an important trait in his people? Our relationship with God is usually reflected in our relationships with other people. The more loyal we are to God, the more loyal we tend to be with friends and family members. And that's no accident. God considers loyalty an important trait. David thought it so important that he prayed, give my son Solomon a loyal heart to keep your commandments and your testimonies and your statutes. God wants us to remain loyal to him and he wants us to remain loyal to the people that he puts in our lives. Perhaps this helps to explain why we find so many beautiful pictures of joy and loyalty in the Bible. For example, Jonathan remained loyal to David even at the risk of his own health and safety. In the New Testament, we see a bond of loyalty between the Apostle Paul and Barnabas, two men who helped change the course of the world for Christ, even though they couldn't always agree. But perhaps one of the most beautiful pictures of loyalty in Scripture is that of Ruth to her mother-in-law, Naomi. Many people have inscribed her words on bracelets and pendants that they carry with them everywhere. Wherever you go, I will go, and wherever you lodge, I will lodge. 
your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die and there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also if anything puts death parts you and me. Loyalty comes from the heart. It is motivated by love and wants the best for the other person. A loyal person remains steadfast. You never have to beg the support of a loyal friend or co-worker. Loyalty also demands trust. It leaves no room for deception or mistrust. As a result, individuals loyal to one another relate at a much deeper level than others. A loyal person makes for a reliable messenger. Disloyalty causes division, especially among Christians. Loyal friends defend the other person and refuse to listen to gossip. Loyalty speaks the truth. A loyal person has a strong sense of responsibility. Genuine loyalty is not built around circumstances, environment, popularity, or convenience. True loyalty is built on devotion to God and love of others. God always rewards those who remain loyal to him and to the people that he places in our lives. You can never outgive God, even in loyalty. Amen. No Christian has ever been called to go it alone in his or her walk of faith. You can never outgive God. Amen. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more prayers. And now trusting God day by day. Philippians 1.27 Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. I know people who have been sick for an extended period of time and have the most beautiful attitudes. They never complain, are not grouchy, don't act as if the world owes them something, and they don't blame God for even or even feel sorry for themselves. But I also know people with the same circumstances who talk about their illnesses, their medical appointments, and how hard it all is for them. They are easily offended, they're bitter and resentful. Every situation in life requires making a decision about how we are going to respond. And if we respond the way that God would, then our trials will be much easier to handle. Perhaps you've never thought about how important it is to manage your emotions during times of crises. Most of us think, I can't help now. I can't act right now. 
I'm having a hard time. And that is all there is to it. This is a normal human reaction. But with God on our side helping us, we don't have to behave the way a normal person would. The devil is our enemy and his goal is to get us so emotionally rattled that we say things that will provide him with an opening into our lives. Or he hopes we will make unwise decisions during painful times and create messes that we will have to deal with for a long, long time afterward. If you can hold your tongue and remain emotionally stable during times of difficulty, then you will be honoring God and letting the devil know that he is not going to control you. You're not going to always be successful, but you will certainly be a lot better. I am here where I need to be, but thank God I am not where I used to be. You are still growing and at least you've learned the importance of managing your emotions. There's no doubt that it is more difficult to manage your emotions when you're sick or going through a crisis, but hopefully you are learning that it is possible. Don't let circumstances defeat you before you even try to conquer them. Decide now that you will manage your emotions during times of crises. Trust that God is on your side and his grace is sufficient to meet your every need. Trust in him. And God's way day by day, Second Thessalonians 1. We pray always for you that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you. When we have a friendship with Jesus, our lives take on a completely new quality and nature. We are indwelled by his Holy Spirit. Our lives automatically move away from sin toward purity our lives begin to reflect the character of the Holy Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. A friend may influence your life, but no human friend can ever totally transform your life from the inside out the way that Christ does. Our lives begin to reflect the character of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Bow your head. Father, I arise today in your strength, determined 
to use your gifts that you have given me to be a blessing to my family, to my community, and to my nation. I declare that I am more than a conqueror. I will forever be first and not last, above and not beneath. Guard me today against both pride and false humility and let my speech only create a pathway to victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Be right back after this break. We had a theme of healing today, so please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, I call on you right now in a special way. It is through your power that I was created. Every breath I take, every morning I wake, and every moment of every hour, I live under your power. Father, I ask you now to touch me with that same power, for if you created me from nothing, you can certainly recreate me. Fill me with the healing power of your spirit. Cast out anything that should not be in me. Mend what is broken. Root out any unproductive cells. Open any blocked arteries or veins and rebuild any damaged areas. Remove all inflammation and cleanse any infection. Let the warmth of your healing love pass through my body to make new any unhealthy areas so that my body will function the way you created it to function. And Father, restore me to full health in mind, body, and spirit, so that I may serve you the rest of my life. And I ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let's continue praying. Bow your head. Dear Father, I take you at your word. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, I know I am a son of God and that I am seated in heavenly places in Christ. You withhold no good thing from those who walk uprightly, so I commit my ways to you. Father, I ask that you lead me along paths of righteousness and cause my latter days to be greater than my former. In Jesus' name, amen. And through you, I can do all things. Let me be more aware of your presence and power in my life today. I will proclaim your word. I decree and declare that my environment is prosperous. My family is blessed and all my needs are supplied according to your riches and glory. Let joy, peace, prosperity and success be as abundant in my life as the stars. Your blessings, Lord, make me rich in everything. I need to fulfill my destiny, will be at my disposal when I need it. In the name of Jesus, amen. Everything I need to fulfill my destiny will be at my disposal when I need it. I believe it. I trust it. I love you, Lord. Amen. Bye for now. <music>